Hello everyone, welcome to WeegeeCast. This is the next episode, or episode 21, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, this evening we've got Meadow Ellis, who's going to give us her life story. Hopefully we won't be here for 20 days, but you never know, you never know. Uh, and we've also got Dave. Dave isn't dying this week, thankfully, so this isn't going to be obituary part two. Hopefully I not. Feel, I this, feel This would be better. awful. <laughs> see, see, if you, see if you do die. We need to stitch these two together. Please don't die. It's this is, anyway. <laughs> we talked about this on the last cast. My dad listens to this, Andy. Like, my, my, my dad listens to this. It's fine. Anyway, yes. Meadow, thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, oh, oh. You're basically InfoSec Twitter royalty. Um, so I think you were one of the first people. Uh, my old boss, uh, Fig Jam, uh, Carrie Hendricks, uh, told me to follow uh, when I started in the industry. So uh, you have that accolade. Um, oh, thank you very much. And, Thank you uh, for having me here. Very welcome. I'm looking forward to the next hour of um, verbal shit posting, um, as we like to put it. Um, so a bit, bit of a change think, off of I doing it. I think you'll find it's got a little bit of class. It's not quite verbal shit. We got posting. a bit of class. We've not had Cyber Gibbons on yet. Then it'll be verbal shit posting. Oh God! But yeah. I'm good at shit posting. Like that's <laughs> that's where I pro- I'm proficient at shit posting. Let's keep it like this. <laughs> um, yes, based a couple of things for the viewers at home. Uh, Andy out his face on morphine again um, they're not just just to clarify they're not viewing the po- unless they're physically looking at the waves they're not viewing the podcast dave they're listeners okay fine but i mean <laughs> you are you're out, are out your face on morphine uh, so that, that'll be fun uh, i've just had my um jab so i've now got one bar more 5g signal uh, i'm sure everybody's bored of that joke now and uh even, yeah, even steve yeah. jobs he's he's really bored of that job a joke Steve oh Jobs? Fuck. <laughs> Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Like, yeah, wrong Moogle. <laughs> anyway, let's concentrate on the more interesting stuff, uh, which is the chat we're having today with yourself, Meadow. So, oh, that's me again. No. Yeah, you're back, Hi. you're back. So uh, the first question we tend to ask, and it's just to kind of get a, a, a flavour for kind of what you do, is uh, how long have you been in the industry and what do you do? Uh, right, so the, the question about how long have I been in the industry is always very difficult for me because I, uh, none of my roles have been, I mean, my current role is actually proper security, mm-hmm. uh, but I've, you know, I never worked in a SOC, I never worked at a, as a, a security analyst or a pen tester. It was always, those were always jobs around security, so for example, designing secure systems or reverse engineering stuff for the purpose mm-hmm. of security. Uh, but it was always, I would say, uh, sliding from, uh, uh, from uh, let's say, dev job or designer job or system integrator <coughs> Security, I would say that would be about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interest in security was always there, but I, I never never got involved in... Um, uh, I don't want to date myself, but in the <laughs> late 90s, there was, uh, uh, there was uh, a lot of shit happening. Can I swear on this podcast? No, of course. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. That will uh, make me feel a lot better. So anyway, there was a lot of shit happening in the, uh, especially in the late nineties, uh, on the internet. But I never got involved in that. I mean, I was never that much interested, mm-hmm. you know, in, in hacking and then getting stuff, uh, breaking stuff, because that's what people were doing. I was, I was in this world. I was, I was moving around IRC and 
<clears throat> various people that, that were doing crazy shit, but I, I, I never never got into this and maybe that maybe I'm partially thankful for that because now I have to I don't have to no, sleep awake and worry that some some <laughs> law enforcement agency would find me for some crimes from 20 years ago yeah. so I, I, I honestly like I know many people like to say you know I did some crazy shit but I cannot talk about it no I haven't I have <laughs> not I haven't broken the law uh, but yeah I was always uh, <clears throat> interested in that and i think what what actually brought me forward to actually move into more security focused focus roles and i i did this um blog post for oh god i can't remember there was something uh, uh who asked me about this oh and that's going to be very difficult and embarrassing because i can't remember who asked me to write a blog about this mm-hmm. uh but it was about uh, uh, mental health and mental well-being uh, around security. And honestly, what brought me forward, and people like to laugh about it, uh, and I don't give a shit, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Robot, uh, because uh, I was always very isolated in the security that I'm doing, security stuff around security, like, you know, small-time hacking and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that was actually before Mr. Robot happened, before we had sneakers, we had hackers. Those mm-hmm. are very romantic warriors from the past that, you know, they, they do this crazy stuff, uh, break into servers and banks and all that crazy nonsense, which actually never happens. Yeah. But Mr. Robot was this person that, holy fuck, he actually... I mean the first season because the later seasons were like going slow, slightly down and up to something that was was barely bearable. But the first season, holy shit, there are people like me out there, right? There are people who have those emotions, have this sense of isolation from from the other world. They know that something is inherently wrong in this in this world, and you know that 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 that, that first one of the first scenes when he had this. Uh, psychiatry appointment when he was talking in his head how the society is fucked up and all this and all that and he, aloud he says I'm fine and I was like holy shit and I'm actually, sure there's probably a lot of people that yeah. can relate to that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so 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 I, I as I said I never um, never did any crazy shit uh, so I don't have I have nothing to be afraid of uh, you know I'm not going to admit that I you know hacked into banks and did some other stuff no no i was doing my research um around security and as i said my roles involved security to some extent uh especially about designing secure systems uh uh, but i was always the quiet one i was always the 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 someone that didn't really want to get involved in this and then i i've seen the series that was like five six seven years ago whatever it was then i joined Mm. twitter i wasn't on twitter before 2016 and i found some podcasts about security i think the first podcast that i found was post security weekly mm-hmm. and from there i sort of got the hang of you know who's who in security more or less on twitter started following people then got involved in b-sides and you know long story short i'm here mm-hmm. uh, it's not too dissimilar to kind of myself to be honest some of the first things i came across were podcasts uh, like you say engaging on twitter following people like yourself uh, and uh, twitter's uh twitter's andy here 
I wouldn't follow me. I'm just chaos. I just posted in <laughs> my bathroom, to be honest, nine times out of ten at the moment. That's, that's, that's true. Uh, uh, you know, Twitter has changed, and uh, I don't want to sound old, even though I'm old. Uh, but it, it is a bit different than it was even five years ago mm. when I joined. But that's that's just the flow. Like, there's no point in trying to complain about this. It's just changing, right? It for is be- just for changing. For better or worse? It's just different. I, I, I'm, I'm starting. I'm, I'm start. Uh, you know, it's like uh, 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 our parents uh, uh, used to say that you know our music is shit. When when they were young, their music was absolutely good. And of when course. they were kids, their grandparents were saying, you know, your music is shit. It's just a generation change. Yeah. I don't want to say that you know we are old and they are young because it's not about that. It's just the world is changing. Twitter is changing. The internet is changing. It's just different yeah. and yeah it, it, it's yeah, not that it was that you know perfect and and, and great when uh, when i was uh, really really young in the uh, early and late 90s mm. because i actually came about this this this, this tweet tweet from someone uh, about uh, who was uh, idealizing the uh, the hacker scene and the isc scene from uh from 90s from the 90s you know like everyone was friends and blah 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 yeah if you were a guy everyone <laughs> was friends yeah. but it wasn't that fucking easy it was not that it was absolutely shit and echoes of that are, are still are still being heard today because this is this is the uh bastard operator from hell culture that started back then and still still lives still in many yeah, Mem- it's still there, probably not changed all that much, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the past wasn't that great. Let's not get into that mm-hmm. as saying. So coming back to your question, is it changing mm-hmm. for better or worse? It's just changing, yeah. right? I think we are more aware of, of the problems because uh, uh, many people are shouting about problems. So there's more awareness about stuff that's wrong and things are moving into the right in, in the right direction. However, the world is just different. There's some ways to go, put it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah. I mean, so there's been mm. a lot of change on online and also in in the way in which the world is. But in terms of the thing with Twitter, Twitter has changed a lot exponentially. Probably, I'd say, majority for the good, but also there are areas that's changed for the bad. For the for the good aspect of things, there's a lot more people on Twitter now that are more security aware. But as as a consequence of that and something that i found more recently is there are more people that want to learn about security but they don't want to train they don't want to teach themselves they just want to ask people how do i learn about security rather than actually mm-hmm. asking oh, absolutely. Them that, which is which is both a good thing and a bad thing because one of the, i was having this conversation with one of my colleagues the other day and one of the things a lot of people lack now is the kind of the intuition to go and do stuff like the things that we did in the 90s or like the legal things we did in the 90s and the, the early 2000s was we went and worked out how things work rather than going working towards a certain certification or a certain badge or anything else it was just kind of well that's a cool thing i want to work i want to take that apart and work out how it how it does stuff um and now there's like so much focus on like gamification and everything else but mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's yeah, absolutely it's changing a lot but i think it's I think the fact that there are now more people who are interested in security specifically is a good thing. It's just a case that the the market has been, or not not necessarily the market, but the industry as a whole has sort of been flooded with a lot of a lot of new people that are interested Hello. in something. <laughs> yeah, but you're slightly different in this aspect, Dave. I mean, you had an interest in IT before you had an interest in security. I'm talking about people who are who are specifically 
not interested in IT specifically and just go straight head first into security. Yeah, to be fair, I can I can see why that is probably the case because it is quite uh, it's quite easy to see everybody talking about it, the, the glamorization of it. Probably just Mr. Robot's a pretty good example. So obviously there's a lot of stuff that isn't glamorized in that show and it kind of actually shows you a lot of the bad stuff um, well, they, as well. Like you say, the loneliness, the, they should the have, some people can feel that sort of stuff. So you know when you watch adverts, and in, in adverts they have the small print that says um, sequences sped up or um, not not real time. They should have that in like things like Mr. Robot because they're like, they show you all the cool hacking, but they don't show mm-hmm. you the... 12 week report after it oh <laughs> yes oh yes absolutely and also the knowledge that was required to, to pull yeah. up the shit it's like it, it doesn't come from nowhere I mean I remember uh, so before I was involved in, in the security as I said before I remember I um I had a, a, a are you gonna laugh or maybe not I put an uh, SMB server on my home box uh, open to the internet it was late 1990s uh, and then someone put a file on it someone I knew thankfully because obviously we didn't have Shodan right we didn't have mass scanners I mean not to the extent that we have right now so it, it you know security by obscure obscurity worked mm. to a certain extent <clears throat> because people were less uh, um, inclined and the internet was less accessible, so it wasn't like, uh, as, it, as it was today. So mm-hmm. luckily, I, I just, no, it was someone I knew. And I was like, holy shit, how? And then I went on the rabbit hole, finding out about how it actually works, mm-hmm. uh, how you have to secure it and how to um, make sure that it doesn't happen. Uh, um, uh, but, 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 but yeah, I mean, that, that, that was a lot of work going from being sort of hacked uh, in a friendly way but still uh, to uh, learning all about this especially that resources were, were, were weren't as as good as they are now <clears throat> it always takes time right so so also this idealizing that you know you can become a hacker a hacker which is also the term that I partially hate because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't actually cover the um <clears throat> the extent of, of of the of the skills that you need to have if you want to be a security specialist security security uh well security specialist I security guess. specialist is probably the best term that i can think yeah. of yeah it it requires a lot of work and you're not going to have it's not going to happen overnight nope. and and uh, it's a lot of pain and tears and and, and sweat and all this nonsense that no one ever never never shows you right so yeah. The, the, this path is never short, uh, uh, and, uh, and it's just difficult. It takes time, but honestly, learning anything takes time. So, I think that's why enjoying the process is so important. Like, yeah, the end yeah. destination is cool. Well, I get to me myself being really new to the industry, and obviously being lucky enough to do the podcast and getting to speak to a lot of people that have been in the industry for a long time. You know, a lot of experience. They've got a lot of life experience. And the thing is, you can never speed that up. Like that is just stuff that literally will only take time. So enjoy the journey, <laughs> like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and be prepared for one because it's a wild ride. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean on, the, on the the aspect of things taking long, one of the things that has always perplexed perplexed me when it comes to not just security but IT in general is programming. I'm not a very good programmer mm. at all. I'm not very good at coding. But recently, I've started learning C plus plus, and a lot of my colleagues, a lot of people I know, are really proficient in like low level programming. But I've never had any experience in it. Fuck me, it's difficult. Like yeah. I've been doing this whole security and IT game for 
the better part of 15 years, but I've never picked up C or C++ and tried to learn it, and it's fucking complicated. And that, like, and then I look at people who write this stuff on a daily basis, or they they just they extract firmware and write an exploit for them, and that is something to marvel. That's something I don't really like. I don't have that understanding. Well, do you know incredible. what, Andy? My yep. advice to you is that it's going to take time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and not to compare yourselves to people that have been doing it for a lot of time, because you just can't catch up, like, in that regard. But eventually, you'll get there, and you'll be writing some sweet ass malware. <laughs> In deploying well, it places. for for good for good <laughs> for uh, good not, for good not, not going to become the new um, revel group or our evil mm-hmm. or revel however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> Either way, we are digressing because uh, we should um, continue off where we were talking before Meadow. So you kind of got on Twitter, you know, you kind of seen what the scene was about. You saw what people were doing, who the players in the game. Um, and obviously we don't want to talk about work specifics in the slightest, uh, but where did that take you from there? Uh, so, so, so it took me uh, where I was before, just with a different, um, slightly different aspect, uh, mm-hmm. because I am um, an engineer, I don't have a degree, I don't have an engineering degree, and, and honestly, I was once told that I was wearing, uh, in one of my previous jobs, I, I, I had this t-shirt that we probably everyone saw this uh, trust me I'm, I'm an engineer <laughs> and someone told me someone with a PhD told me but you are not an engineer I'm like uh, fuck off but anyway so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an engineer by, uh, by by practice and by uh, work and life experience mm-hmm. uh, so I know electronics I know programming like low level programming and that took me into hardware security uh, but more in the, um, not in the IoT aspect, right? So not, you know, taking a router and trying to get the firmware, firmware um, of it. Although I know that this is, you know, one of the viable, route, viable routes when you want to have, do hardware security. You are assessing, you know, IoTs and routers and cameras and all that crap. But I just, I, 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 I'm trying to design secure stuff uh, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to break secure stuff, but I would say a level up from IoT. Uh, so th- those are usually more complex um, <clears throat> systems mm-hmm. that involve uh, um, like secure silicon sort of stuff, right? Yes, something like that. Something like that. Yes. So so th- those are usually uh, more like secure projects rather than products that you can go to uh, your 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 favorite electronics shop and just buy on the shelf mm-hmm. um, so I, I, i'm not just i'm not trying you know to, to pump myself up and saying like no i do i'm doing important shit it's just uh, <laughs> a different level of of, of stuff so yes i'm i'm uh, um, both breaking and 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 making stuff so i also as you probably have seen on twitter i print a lot of stuff uh, mm-hmm. so the the stuff that i'm printing is obviously just just my stuff because i'm learning how to do this. I'm learning how to do uh, uh, 3D design. I'm learning how to efficiently do 3D printing. Uh, but the, my primary goal behind this is that I can do stuff for work. Right? Yeah. So I can I have to learn how to do this properly. So when I have to do this for something for work, which I cannot publish, not because it's some super secret agent crap but because it's just proprietary just customer stuff so that's why yeah. i don't i don't publish it but i need to be efficient in that yeah. so i uh i break and i make uh it's like i would say half by half breaking and making 
but yes, I would say if if someone asks me and I want actually I want to answer <laughs> what they ask me about what you do in life, I do I say just hardware security yeah. in general. Just in general, that's awesome. Like um, I've done a little bit of 3D printing just for kind of fun. Uh, part of it was actually. Um, just for one of my side hobbies uh, as a tiny little bit because I don't tend to have time but uh, kind of mm -hmm. electronics so I was kind of planning on building like little kind of hacking tools and stuff and using the mm -hmm. 3D printer to facilitate that and uh, 3D printing is a really interesting experience not least because you start to super appreciate the people that are good at it uh, it's not as simple as getting a file and just pressing print like, um, sometimes the marketing of these things can make it sound that way I've noticed um, but it's absolutely not like the maintenance of the printer like the time that it takes like the ability to identify what's went wrong when you've got a print going uh, knowing when to call it quits as well sometimes uh, when the print's really not going your way but it's a really interesting one from a hardware perspective because it really must open up a lot of doors for you that might not have existed before in regards to you know building Oh yes, 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 making. absolutely. And it's not only, not only. Uh, I would say simple, but I don't want to say. I I don't to mean that it's simple because it's not simple. It's complex in the way that you have to make it. So that because I don't want to sound like someone you know. Oh, just put this together, press print, it's gonna work. No, mm. it's fucking complicated. Yeah. Simple in the way it works. For example, a box, a chassis for for some PCB, right? Mm -hmm. So have your PCB. You want to make a box for it. Uh, even those 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 simple things take a lot of time and and preparation and many prototypes to mm. actually work uh, to, to to make them work. And as you said, <laughs> the marketing of printers, as you probably know, which printer I'm using because I I, put, I keep on uh, throwing shit at them. <laughs> uh, but I think this is for the good of everyone because they actually make m m uh, they have made those printers better. Mm -hmm. But. It's a lot of work. It's never that easy as they as they say. It's never just you know p p p draw this, press print, and go. No, never, never. It's it's just a, 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 a learning curve as with everything else. Yeah, and you've obviously got the if you're designing bespoke stuff. You, I'm assuming you're using like AutoCAD and yes, yes, I'm on, uh, yes, I'm I'm using. Uh, right now I'm using Inventor, but uh, previously I've been using Fusion, Fusion 360. So basically, Inventor is just, I mean, I like Inventor because it has dark mode. Ha ha ha. But, uh, I mean, it's just a, a bit higher class. But Fusion Fusion is absolutely fine for 90% for of, yeah. of, of anyone's uh, requirements. That's what I was using. It's quite easy to pick up and learn. Again, I suppose the advantage of learning anything these days is you can just jump on YouTube and you get a load of really great tutorials that tend oh, yeah, to point so, you in yeah, the right so, direction. So, yeah, yeah because, because we're talking about Fusion. I mean, I started talking about Fusion Inventor because in before time, so before, before, like, say, 20 years ago, the only thing I knew was AutoCAD. Yeah. And AutoCAD is a completely different beast. It's mm. like you don't, you, 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 you cannot just imagine stuff and put stuff in and then it just sort of grows in 3D. Like in, in Fusion, you have extrude, you have holes, you have spirals and all this. No, 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 no. Everything was parametric. Everything you had to by hand, calculated by hand. Mm hmm it was a mess. I mean, this is because maybe this is because I'm finding it easier nowadays to do stuff in Fusion and 
Inventor and also in Eagle, which I use for PCB design because they are very they they, they still have this uh, this this CAD stuff uh, that AutoCAD had before, uh, and I also understand why people now doing uh, electronic design starting from scratch they want to do to, uh, to go with KiCad because KiCad is uh, has a different approach mm. uh, it's not good or bad I prefer Eagle which is now being deprecated will be included into Fusion but it's still the same CAD based uh, flow whereas KiCad is a bit different so but I understand that there's a definitely a learning curve uh, behind it so that's why um, I understand when someone just doesn't want to use it yeah, for sure. Like, but I think it's great because I think for the kind of tinkerers and the people that like to to break and build, yeah, definitely opening up doors for them maybe to start making really cool stuff that would have been, yeah, probably quite hard to do, maybe out of paper mache or something in previous mm-hmm. years. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, Hardware Hackens, uh, our recent guest for a podcast we've not quite released yet, but will come out soon, um, is also quite into their kind of hardware hacking. So we've had a few folks at this stage. Um what was your first um, uh, kind of uh, involvement with uh, kind of electronics and kind of and, and building something? Can you remember any kind of tools or anything? One of the first projects you put together that worked and uh, you enjoyed? Oh, yes, actually, actually, I can. Um, also, I you, you'll have to excuse me because my cat is shitting at the moment. <laughs> And she that, also, but... I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure she will, uh, in a moment she will come here because she she's hearing me talking and yep. she's assuming that I'm talking to her, so she will come <laughs> and meow. So, uh, yes, uh, she's making a, 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 a little box noises at the moment. Yes, I do remember very vividly. Uh, I will not tell you how many years it, 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 it was because that was, uh, uh, I had single digit, of, single digit number of years on my back. So I did a... Uh, uh that was way before I was even aware of of uh, have them have them accessible things like uh, um, integrated circuits uh, mm-hmm. because there was no one to teach me uh, this kind of stuff I made a I can't remember if I made it completely uh, uh, out of thin air or was there some sort of uh, DIY kit but I I I had a uh, um what you call it the the um, uh, the thing that you put on your window and you slide it down. I forgot the Lines. word. What yes. So <laughs> I I put a, I put a, yes. So I had this rolling blind made of some fabric, right? So it was it had a string. Yeah. Uh, that you you, you pulled uh, up and down, and it was there was a roll at at at, at the at the bottom. So I found a, a wiper wiper blade motor. Mm-hmm. And I touch, I touch it to it. So first step was to make it, you know, motorized, so I can do it with a switch. And then I, I, I didn't know how to do PCBs, uh, so I just made a, a cardboard or some piece of wood. I can't remember, and made some so some sort of circuit that had a photoresistor. So it was basically uh, um, the light sensitive. So when it got dark, the blinds went down. When it at light in the morning the blinds went up i was so proud of it like it's functional it works that that would just be there and do a job for you yes and 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 now that when i look at this after after so many so many uh, tens of years it's like that was fucking amazing like how did i i i think i didn't have internet back then 
Or I'm pretty yes, I'm pretty sure I didn't have access to the internet at all back then. Right? So so even if I had there was nothing on the internet anyway. So I just had uh, some books, some books and uh, uh some other resources and there was an electronic shop um next to my school and yeah, that's that. That's how I just that's made awesome. stuff. Yeah, that's that was... such a good intro. And do you know the funny thing is, I was literally just reading the IKEA of pretty much only just developing this for IoT, like these kind of uh-huh. devices. Like, so it's funny that you've kind of went from yeah, building little things that probably weren't on the market, I would guess, like that much, like because um, yeah, they're still uh, yeah. not. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, nowadays, nowadays. Um, Nowadays it's a bit different because you don't have to build this stuff because you can just buy it, right? Yeah. So like, Still, that's yeah. incredible. Like, uh, that's an I awesome mean, story. It, I mean, it, it is fun to build the, the the stuff, and I I never make fun of people building this kind of stuff because this is how you learn, right? You make your first blinking LED, mm-hmm. and that's amazing, right? Then you can you you have a goal. You can build uh, something with two LEDs blinking at uh, different times, and they you know take it from there and build a robot at the end of the day. So it's not about simplicity; it's about the interest and someone wanting to build this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But my story, yes, uh, the motorized automatic like home <laughs> o- home automation uh, uh, blinds. Yeah. Available at your uh, local hardware store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, it, what was the kind of progression from there then uh, for all the kind of budding um, uh, kind of hardware hackers that maybe listen to this um, that have had probably similar stories? Um, I know when I was younger, there was like Arduino, you know, it was quite popular mm-hmm. amongst people mm-hmm. in electronics. Mm-hmm. Lego microcontrollers as well. Before, yeah, even Lego even before Arduino's. Were one. Well, yeah, but before like, um, oh, what was it? It's like Mega, I can't remember what it's called, like Mega Mind or whatever. Um, there was just microcontrollers where you could like turn a traffic light on and off and time it. Like I remember doing mm. that in tech studies back yeah, at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, I've uh, because I, I, so, so, so I, I was never, I didn't have uh, spectrum. Yeah. For example, because my family couldn't afford it. Uh, but that was uh, in people from my age. That was the the first entry into microcontrollers because you could connect stuff to the uh, IO ports of Spectrum and use the mm. low uh, even not the basic but low level assembly to program stuff and you know have for example time controlled blinds and stuff so for me it was a bit different because I my resources were, were quite limited and also the availability was, was a bit different so it was always the desire to build something yeah so it wasn't about resources and what I had and what I could do it was about learn how to uh, maybe not even learn how to do it but just do it and by accident learn how to (laughs) how things actually work because it was always about fun you know putting it together and building all those little blocks putting them together because then I had my first PC and uh, obviously I opened it up and then did some stuff in it um, probably broke it down a few times (laughs) Uh, a few times like yeah. So, so <laughs> yes. So that was that was basically uh, because it's, it cannot be really uh, easily compared that w- what I went through to be hardware security specialist uh, to what people are starting would want to start now and go to a hardware security specialist because different tools, different times, different threat models, different everything. But and, through um, all of that, the same mindset, and that's the thing that persists. 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about being interested in how stuff works. It's yes. all about if you want to build a, a random number generator out of FPGAs, for example, uh, which you shouldn't do because they are they are they they they, they, they will be not they will not be the proper random number generators. I think if if large cardinal is listening to me, he would be a bit shaky right now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can try, right? You can, for example, this is just a spin of idea. I had this idea to do a patch about this, but you know, then some something happened, and for some reason we didn't have any conferences. I I, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Uh, but, but, but you know, this is one of the ideas. Like, if I so my goal was to make uh, blinds go up and down with the with the sunlight. Nowadays, because random numbers are important, and especially secure, proper, true random numbers are important. You know, make something like a random number generator out of FPGAs and some some uh, environmental factors, right? Then you learn how to do FPGAs. You learn how to program FPGAs. You learn how FPGAs works. You will learn how to p do some sensors like light, uh, like uh, uh, temperature, like uh, um, acceleration. And then you go and put it all together. And then when you are looking for, for a job after, after obviously some other things that you learn uh, uh, um, along the way, and you encounter something with an FPGA, you would at least know what an FPGA is and how to bite it or not bite it, or is it biteable at all? Uh, so yes, this is basically the same principle, uh, just applied with the with the different conditions, I would say. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I, I suppose on on the topic of acceleration, that's quite a good segue into like on Twitter, you do quite a lot of like, car hacking on your own car. Mm -hmm. What's been the like? Have you? the ticket you bought it and it was completely stock and you've done a lot of bits and pieces to it since then or what have you yeah yeah so uh i mean that that that, that didn't came out of nowhere because uh, i i was uh i i don't think i would say i was a car mechanic because that implies being you know changing brakes and clutches and oil and that kind of boring shit but i was working with race cars Oh, cool. And I was doing wiring on the on uh, on race cars, so I built a few race cars from scratch. When you have a, a a car, you 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 rip everything out and you do everything from scratch. Uh, uh, so I always wanted. I had some project cars in my past, but they never happened because different things happened in life. And with this car. Uh, the only reason, the actual reason why I started doing this car is the. The same reason why we didn't have conferences last year, because I was bored mm. and I wanted to do something. Mm. And uh, the first idea I remember was uh, because I'm, I, I always like uh, uh, gauges or dials in the, 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 the one that have a, a needle pointing, not digital, but the almost analog ones. And I figured, mm -hmm. why don't I put some gauges? Because one of my previous cars had some gauges in, because I have similar ideas to put gauges for, for EGT, for oil temp, for, for, for oil pressure and all this other stuff. I'm like, why don't I do this? Like, I have a car, I can buy some gauges, I can put some wires in and then just put some gauges in. And the, one thing led to another and now it's a proper project car. Right? Because now I, I realized, I mean, the last couple of weeks, because I had different things to do, I, I didn't have time for the car. Uh, but now it's actually a proper project car because I'm replacing everything. Right, I'm doing absolutely everything to this car uh, to make it uh, the way I wanted it. And I, I'm sure I will end up in 
uh, replacing the ECU uh, with a custom one, uh, replacing all the interior, and then just make it the way I wanted it to. So uh, that's that's my side project, but it has evolved from just doing something for, for, for shits and giggles because, you know, we are locked down and we, we cannot do anything else, we cannot go to the pub, to actually it being a project, a major project in my life. And it's, it, it, it is taking a lot of time because especially because I'm printing a lot of stuff that mm. requires designing a lot of stuff. I'm designing electronics, I'm designing control boards, sensor interfaces and all that crazy shit that I didn't expect myself to be doing. And print time takes a while as well. Another thing that people don't talk about with 3D printing, because you'll see a time lapse and you'll be like, oh wow, that's cool, it just builds. Like, and you might know it's going fast, but what people don't know is that's like a 24 hour build. <laughs> Like, oh, 24 hours is short. So, 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 honestly, uh, so one almost complete project is the uh, uh, um, the holder or the the, the bracket for a catch gun, uh, mm. which I designed to attach to, to something that's in the car. I think one print takes like three days, and really? I went through. Wow. Through, through 10, 10 prototypes, so you know, you, you print something and then you see shit, that doesn't work. Right? Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. and again, and again, again, it takes time. So my latest, I think my longest print, I can't remember what it was. I'm just looking around at the stuff that I'm printing. Oh, the, uh, because I'm doing, uh, I'm redesigning the electric part as well, so I'm doing the fuse box. And I think that, the, the first prototype that I haven't touched for months now is like four days so many days and there's just so much that can go wrong in that time oh yeah a little yeah, power yeah. cut like uh yep cat yep. <laughs> i suppose yeah so. absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah so it, it does require patience that's why that's why now it's uh as i said it's a full-time project is it that is it still a daily driver though or have you got a second car that you daily no it is, it is i'm keeping drivable um <laughs> so so i'm not i'm not doing anything to it i mean at the moment it isn't because i have some cooling problems that i'm trying to work out which is like a because it's an old car, it's not related to what I'm doing. It's just something, something Fun. went yeah, something to sideways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 drivable, right? Uh, until until I, I I go to a stage where, for example, I have to do the um, rebuild the engine or do something like that, which obviously take will take it out of service, out of service, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, downtime. Yeah, uh, it, it 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 will have to go to to a garage for for some weeks. It is drivable, but you know, I, I I don't have to drive daily, right? So that's I I don't care uh, uh, if 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 I break something. The only problem is that I don't have a garage, ah. so I cannot just uh, uh, you know strip something and leave it waiting for the other day. Yeah. Everything that I'm doing has to it, it it cannot rain, and I have to complete it to at least be able to close the doors and everything <laughs> uh, in one day. That's the same right? as so me. Yeah, I I don't have a garage either, and I do a lot of work in my car and. Yeah, you need to kind of wait for the the sunny days or at least the dry days because there's. I mean, I need. I still need to change my wheels over, but there's been, it's been warm in Glasgow the past couple of weeks, but it's been like raining now and again. I'm just like, this is not great. Have the car jacked mm -hmm. up and get drained on as you're taking wheels off and doing brakes and things. It's not, <laughs> yes. not great. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> Do you find the quite making the car and making the changes? Um, do you find that quite relaxing, even though there's a crossover between kind of what you might do on your day to day job? 
because I get yes. asked that quite a lot off of people because um, yes. I study you know a lot and it's not because I feel the need like I need to get my cert I need to study it's just because it's become a bit of a way of life like it's I, I enjoy the process I enjoy that studying so when you say to someone I'm doing it all the time it's a bit like do you need to take some time off and time away and sometimes I might have to do that that's true but for the most part not really and sometimes sometimes people don't understand that um is it similar for yourself like you just yes yeah. so 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 this is one of the things I wanted to to talk about because uh, 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 I sort of I don't know where I had this but I was sort of expecting that kind of question mm-hmm. Uh, it's my third sixth sense or whatever <laughs> anyway uh, about uh, what I do at work and what I do after hours and about projects and shit this is how I uh, 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 sort of vent mm. this is uh, but I still treat this as a job and uh, I don't feel guilty if I'm not doing anything to the car because when it was, when it was just something like uh, at, at the beginning where I just you know put some gauges in, maybe stick them with a double side tape or do something just ah, just for the moment like who cares? Mm-hmm. Now it's a proper project that has to look, has to work properly. It's actually a job, mm-hmm. especially uh, when it comes to uh, to design stuff. So more work, I, the, the most of the work that I do is not in the car, but in Inventor and mm-hmm. Eagle and uh, MP Lab. That's I'm doing uh, coding, uh, hardware uh, coding. Uh, that's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and I deserve a break from that. I deserve. Uh, this is a work that I'm not being paid for because I'm paying for it. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not entitled to any holidays or anything like that, <laughs> but it's still work, right? And I think uh, many people uh, do get into this, uh, um, I don't want to say trap, but it's kind of um, deceiving in a way. Is that you have a side project and you work like... Uh, we never work nine to five, which is another thing that I would like to talk about. Um, but uh, you come from work, say you stop working uh, or if you're working from home, and then you jump on something else, doing some other project. Mm. And it's even worse if this another project is something related to work because it's security. Mm. <laughs> and then you end up in, uh, like you work from, say, nine until five or six or seven, then you stop working because you don't have this break from from coming from work uh home yeah, so not changing the not you're not you're not actually changing the environment and then you start working on your side project that you bought a domain three years ago <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you end up working until 3 a.m you're still working yeah out of my head <laughs> uh, yeah but, but it, so it, it it it's it's tiring mm. and uh, uh it's all those stories about burnouts and all those stories about how people want to herd goats, they are true, right? Mm. I'm not yet at a stage that I want to drop everything and I want to move out to Scotland. I wouldn't mind moving to Scotland. You should. But, you should. It's uh, great. Uh, uh, so I heard, so I heard. So I, but, well, yes, the weather is shit. Let's agree <laughs> on that. Um, move to Scotland uh, to Gaelic and herd, herd sheep there. Mm-hmm. I'm not at the stage of my life yet, but I know that if if it wasn't that I had some other stuff 
that I do, like for example, I go to a pub on every Friday and Saturday and uh, have a few pints and then this and that. Uh, and at this time, I'm not working clearly and I'm doing the car, I play drums. That is keeping me wanting to go to work every day and do stuff that's work stuff. Right? Yeah, because okay. I went through this period, I went through this period, and that was actually uh, last year in the lockdown. Uh, I was I started doing the car stuff, but uh, I didn't have my drum lessons, so I I, I I I didn't have anything else to do. There was no pubs. We weren't allowed out at all anyway. So I just you know I woke up, I opened my laptop, my work laptop, and I was working, not working, but still at work from. The moment I woke up till the moment I went to sleep. Yeah, that can take but a after, toll. After a few months, it was like, shit, this is... <laughs> it doesn't matter how many hours I spend on this stuff. I, I just, I'm not doing anything because I just stare at the screen and like... Lacking inspiration, I guess. Exactly. About, uh, we've all had yeah. a bit of that, I suppose. Like... Um, you know all the things that do keep you inspired like you say going out seeing your friends seeing your family all the distractions from work where if you are the type like myself as i've just described to pretty much just go ham you know and just just kind of very rarely kind of switch off Mm -hmm. i'm sure at some point in my life that will have to happen um but yeah a lot of the time if you don't have that inspiration of all the other stuff you enjoy to go away and then come back to what you do for work and enjoy that it's been a difficult year in that regard i've certainly felt that Uh, interesting you say drums i'm a a drummer as well um we've had a couple of musicians on um when did you get started on that because one of the questions we ask is how do you unplug and decompress so um it's something we do like to talk about i started um Five, six years ago, nice. and when I say drum, I'm learning to play drums. Mm-hmm. Right, so I still, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to the point where I actually can go out and practice because I haven't practiced with a real uh, drum kit, mm-hmm. um, real. I'm saying acoustic, acoustic yeah. one because I have, I have uh, electric kit, nice. which is a bit different experience, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't played in the studio. I haven't played with anyone else. So, and my teacher is, is encouraging me, like, you know, you have to go out and start playing with other people because that's how it works. I will teach you stuff, but you will not be mm-hmm. able to play drums properly or play any instrument properly unless you practice with other people. So, five years ago, I started, I, I, I on and off, um, I've been having lessons every week and I practice. Uh, so, I, I would say, up until a few weeks back, because now I had to have a break, that was uh, one hour lesson a week, and at least I would say six, seven hours of practice. That's a and lot. Like, that's a good amount because drums is a difficult one. Where, um, like you were saying about kind of acoustic drum kits, like being able to set one of them up in most environments is impractical or impossible due to the sound levels, um, and you can never really kind of silence uh-huh. them down, like. Um, properly electric kits are a bit different like you it's not the same feel of an acoustic drum kit um in that regard uh but obviously a lot quieter but even just mm-hmm. managing to fit in those hours um weekly for practicing anything is quite difficult i mean so good this effort. is only because i have lessons yeah. right so i have lessons and i have uh, homework right and the the, the 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 teacher that i have because we do it over zoom 
which is actually quite convenient for me because I don't have to travel to this place and go back, blah, blah. It's just a waste of time. It works perfect over Zoom, nice. uh, which is one of the nice things that happened, uh, um, that came out of last year is that he came up with this idea of having Zoom lessons because obviously that, that's the revenue for him. Mm-hmm. But he's also giving me... Uh, homework right and we also go through some tracks that I, I i find some track that tune that i cannot really decode and i'm asking him to you know help me what, what what's actually happening there like what, what is that the, the, the count or what's 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 happening in the tune and mm-hmm. he just writes this down then i go and practice and play a bit and get bored and find another tune <laughs> so it's a but the 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 the, the thing that the, the, where i'm going with this is that uh, uh it requires practice it's the same with my spanish because along um, with the um, last year events that uh, shall not be spoken about uh i also started doing uh, duolingo in spanish right. and duolingo in spanish uh, uh, I, mean, I first started doing just random languages and like you know they say 15 minutes a day that will get you you know places and bullshit it will not <laughs> because right now uh once you have to keep it practice it regularly and so right now what happens is i'm spending uh two hours every other day uh doing duolingo so it's like six eight hours a week and it's a commitment same with drums because after you were uh, you go over a certain point if you stop the time was wasted. Yeah. Right? You lose your muscle if memory. Do- yeah, Momentum it's... as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, because because you, 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 you unless you unless you keep practicing and as you keep repeating all the stuff, you are not going to be able to come back to it. And then you get bored and like, eh, maybe next week, eh, maybe next week, maybe not, maybe not. Ah fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then you will realize that for example you wasted five years of your life going to going up or doing uh, uh, drum lessons and then uh, you stopped and then you don't want to get back to it so it's a commitment as as everything else and just as a security uh, everything in security unless you practice and learn all the time within reason yeah. not 24 7 but you know like <laughs> within reason within reason for sure you will you will forget stuff so yeah so the, the, the things that i do to say decompress is uh, uh, yeah, drums one car two uh uh car and what else and uh, metal pub my second home <laughs> where i spent fridays and saturdays where you gain your inspiration boy <laughs> oh yes uh, oh yes because i forgot about uh i forgot to, to, to say a few things about it about having a breaks because we we're talking about how you know get inspired you get inspiration by doing something else yeah. my work is many times creative in the way that i don't have um Many times I don't have stuff to do that I can just carry over another day because I need to get an idea, mm-hmm. right? And I get ideas when I'm not working. Yeah. If I'm working all the time, if I'm trying to solve a problem, I hardly ever get an idea. If I go if I go to a pub, and it's not about alcohol, let's be clear about this, because I'm very conscious that 
this is a problem in information security and uh, I'm not gonna say that you know if you drink alcohol you're the bad person because that's not about that it's about having uh, controlling yourself yeah. right as long as you can control yourself it's fine but just be aware that at some point you may not know that you're losing control of yourself mm. and you're drinking more and more however so it's my going to the pub it's not about you know getting shit-faced but about Having a, it's thinking having about a good something time. else. Yeah, ha- mm. having a good time t- taking your, yeah, 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 your mind yeah. off I things. Mean, I, I remember uh, uh, b- b- my, my, my talks and my, my ideas, I came up with those ideas uh, probably in a pub mm. because I was doing some news. I was talking to someone and then went to you know have a smoke or something and it came to me like, I can do this or I can do that. So it's not about, again, not about alcohol, not about getting shit-faced, but about doing something else. It doesn't have to be a pub. It can be drumming it can be cars it can be um whatever gardening newton's right? apple right you know like it's the apple falling yeah, out of yeah, the tree yeah, like you never know where yeah, the inspiration yeah. might come and it sometimes takes yeah, being in a yeah, different environment yeah. to for that but to you have to take your mind off of things which is one of the reasons why i'm very vocal about uh, try harder and you know 24 hours 24 hour exams and all this stuff and i know many people don't like me about this uh i don't care because i'm too old to give a shit uh, uh because <laughs> the, the the reality is that you should never have to work more than eight or seven and a half or whatever hours a day five days a week 40 35 hours a week this is probably less but this is what we have right now by law this is what you should be working right if you have to work more if you have to work you know do a 24 hour or or if it was 48 hours that's bad right and you should you should you should obviously this is being idealistic because the life is different and especially if you have your own company uh which is this 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 incentive that people are saying oh quit your job and be your own boss well but (laughs) now i'm my own boss and i have to work 24 7 right so it's not that simple and sometimes when you have your uh when you have your own business and then you have to speak to customers you have to uh, organize contracts you end up working more and more so it's not just that simple that you can just quit and after eight hours and not do anything. Yeah, just I understand on, that. On that kind of note, um, again, like my uh, old boss and mentor, uh, Carrie, uh, Fig Jam on Twitter. Um, How many times you got to drop his Twitter handle? Like, well, geez, oh. <laughs> well, I want people following him, man. He's a good dude. Um, and yeah, nah, but, uh, he's no. the first time I've ever kind of seen what it's like to be a company owner. Like uh, and actually, kind of meet, kind of day to day, kind of talk to them because I've always worked for quite big companies. You know, you're nowhere near like that level. You don't speak to those kind of managers. You don't speak to the business owner. You don't see what they go through. And often, if it's a big established company, you know they, they might not be doing that kind of work. But and certainly, kind of smaller ones and specific kind of industries uh, and smaller companies, the amount of work Carrie puts in to make you know business run and and run well and grow was huge the, the, the amount of time and effort like to give people like me a job as well so it's just like something I always yeah definitely keep in mind when i see kind of smaller companies and i'm dealing with kind of smaller companies the amount of work that some of these owners put in is really something else it really is 
but it's it's a oh, yeah, it's yeah. a full time job on its own. I mean, one of the things I found multiple jobs. It is, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing; it, it's multiple jobs. Having worked for bigger companies and smaller companies, like my last two employers were, I want to say moderately small companies, but then PTP were relatively big. We come to think of it, but like I had a direct conversation with people that ran the company, and yeah, running day to day running of a company is pretty um, intense, or it can be pretty intense depending on what you're doing. And speaking to clients and having all that is, is just is hellish at the best of times. On top of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, as I said, it's different when you have to run a company. But what I'm trying to say is that unless we, as we as the people, start driving this change uh, about uh, not having to work, you know, mental hours, not have to do 24-hour shifts. Yeah. Crazy. It's not going to change, uh, uh, and uh, it's 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 the same. Uh, so this is one my pet peeve. The other is the, uh, the constant pressure that happened last year. Started obviously last year, but it was always present before uh, calls. Right? Mm. Let's have a call. Let's have a call. Let's have a call. Mm. And people have like overlapping two or three calls Zoom a fatigue. day. <laughs> uh, uh, and real. and you know, unless us as managers start not attending calls because it's quite difficult and i know that it's very difficult because unless you appear on a call someone will take over for you right if you stop appearing at calls at different virus calls someone else will take take your place or maybe not maybe this is just what you think Mm. but we don't have time to do our jobs because we are on the calls same if we uh if we uh, uh let know by our actions to our employer that we can do 10 hours, this will become the 100%, our 100%. So our our 150% will become their 100%, and then they will ask you to do more, mm-hmm. right? So you have to know your limits. And, and honestly, as fun as security is, we work to live and not the other way around. Yeah. It can be fun. It is fun. Most times it is fun, but you also have to remember that that you know, long term, it, it it it's it's we are working to do something else in life. Uh, 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 most times, so we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, no, that's very true. And uh, I suppose one thing that comes with kind of doing security work um, is you know it might give you a really good wage to go out and do all those things, like if you're fortunate enough, but. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you got to take the time. <laughs> I suppose you got to go do all that mm-hmm. stuff, like you know. And like you say, uh, you 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 don't live to work. You work to live. No, wait. You, you, yeah, yeah, you don't. Way you, don't <laughs> you don't live to work. You work to live. No, it's, it's true it. though. Like the, the what you touched on there, Med, was in, entirely correct. And it's one of the things that so I had my three month review at my, my new job um, the other week. And one of the things that came out, and it's the only negative inverted commas, is that I work too much. And my mm-hmm. boss essentially said he was like like you do fucking amazing work but you need to like just stop working so much because i know that you enjoy mm-hmm. what you do but you're gonna get to the point the reason you left your previous job is because you were working 20 hour days i don't want you working mm-hmm. 20 hour days i want you to work your hours so if it's nine to five or ten to six or whatever you work your eight hours your work whatever hours and then you fuck off get the fuck away from mm-hmm. a computer and do what you need to do mm-hmm. and every every single day without fault at like half five or six or seven, my boss messaged me, he's like, GTFO, go and fucking do what you need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, having great. that level, it might sound vulgar to some people, but having that level of care about people that are working under you is so important. Because mm-hmm. t- telling someone to go the fuck away and go and do what they need to do 
if somebody hadn't told me to do that, I'd, I'd still be working because it's the way that my brain is wired. And mm. back to what you were saying earlier on about working from like nine through to three a.m. or whatever, I, I, I used to do that frequently and still do now and again because you find a problem and you sit there until you've solved it, and then you, <laughs> you look, look down one one minute it's ten a.m. You look up the next minute and it's nine a.m. You've done yeah. twenty three hours straight, and you're like fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also, it's also about uh, it's also about team spirit and and working with a team because if you are part of the team, and uh, you know your mates work uh, say eight hours and you work nine hours, they will feel like okay, they also have to work nine hours mm. because like they have to catch up, and then you will have to work ten hours, and it's like it's not gonna end, mm. right? So I I it's not. That I'm saying that it's clearly unfair to other people, but in a way it may show, it may give a bad example, especially, especially if you have a team. Yep. If you are a manager and you have a team and you work overtime and you, you know, send emails on a Sunday evening or, <laughs> or you know, some other stupid times and... Uh, Yes, they will not reply because you're not requiring them to reply in the middle of the night, but they will see that you you checked your email and you replied at uh, uh, half 11 uh, on a Saturday evening, right? And then you feel like, maybe I should have checked my email. Mm. And, and it cre- creates a obligation, bad vibe. Almost a, a, kind of a, a uh, yeah, subconscious it's, it's obligation to, uh, to maybe do the same. Precisely that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 the moment... Uh, because I'm, I'm I'm lucky enough not to use a corporate phone, so I live on my uh, corporate laptop. So the moment Friday evening, I right now this is going to the pub, so like 8 p.m., which is after my eight hours, so I'm not working from nine to eight, uh, 8 p.m. or whatever, uh, I close my laptop and I'm looked off. Mm-hmm. I don't care, right? If there's an emergency, there are people who know how to reach me if there is an emergency but it's also part of the uh, getting used getting your corporate environment used to that unless you are on a call unless you are on a shift there sh- there, there, there shouldn't be a, a reason to call you after hours right yeah because the, it's just inefficiency in management that you have to do something because there was no one else to do it obviously sometimes shit happens and then then uh, especially in the specific uh, conditions that i sometimes work in it so happens that we have to do it and it's fine every now and then it's fine this is part of our job but you know effectively uh you're after hours so i close my laptop 8 p.m and i open it up 9 a.m or something or even later, uh, because I sometimes said later, Monday morning, and I don't give a flying fuck what's <laughs> happening on the weekend, right? Because I, 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 this is not a service. This is a job from for so many hours uh, per week, and that's all there is. You leave your work you at the so- door. And if you don't mm-hmm. have a door and you are work from home like myself, I guess, the thing that I need to get better at and um, taking inspiration from yourselves is closing the laptop lid i suppose is the equivalent yep. like, and what happens and to be fair i don't i don't really have any requirement to jump on over the weekends or anything um so i'm, I'm not at that stage but i'm sure there's plenty of people listening to this that, that they maybe don't feel they can and i suppose one of the problems for me from previous jobs has been 
you can work really hard, you can put all this extra hours in, and it depends on the company you work for, but it might be very thankless work, <laughs> the fact you're doing that, you might not really get the thank you, but what it does do is it paints a different picture of the organisation in regards to resources, uh, and it can basically just say to upper management, ah, we get the job done with the staff we've got, we don't need anybody else, we don't need to spend more money, and that's just because everyone's, <laughs> you know, basically just burning themselves out so uh yeah i suppose find your boundaries set them probably quite quickly in the work uh workplace uh and then just do a really good job while you're actually in there is probably the best way to work it i guess absolutely absolutely 100 percent on that yeah. so um yeah great advice all around um i suppose one of the other t- kind of questions we tend to ask are uh and bringing it to kind of present day uh what are you most excited about in the kind of security industry just now, either from a personal perspective or just like a community perspective, just just what's kind of exciting you the most at the moment? Uh, I'm going to sound maybe a bit of a broken record because people see that I tweet uh, a fact about Microsoft. And <laughs> some of you were saying like, do you work for Microsoft? Or do you are looking for a job at Microsoft? No, I don't. I'm happy at my job. I'm not looking for a job at Microsoft. Fuck off. However, uh, this is one of the things, and partially, this is also about security. Uh, uh, We have so many interesting and good tools and so many better ways to do our jobs properly nowadays that we had before. And I'm I'm very happy to see that this this progress that is happening, and specifically I started talking about Microsoft because now I'm evaluating, uh, uh, I'm learning about uh, the whole passwordless thing and then the cloud-based, like completely cloud-based Active Directory. Just-in-time administration kind of stuff. uh, Yes. Um... Basically, none of this on-prem shit. Yep. None of no nothing on-prem. Everything in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, learning. Uh, there are obviously problems with that, and that's what I'm bitching on Twitter about this because I see some problems in there, and uh, whether this is good enough for to be implemented in a live production environment, I don't know. But this is this is so different now this is so different this is like I, I I'm blown away that I can actually have a I can make a user I can make a user enroll the uh, um, FIDO2 hardware token and they can use it without a password to log into the new corporate laptop and set it up the way I want it with using Intune and using uh, uh, um, uh, uh, endpoint protection from uh, implemented by Intune. Mm-hmm. Intune, um, it's just so seamless, so 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 frictionless yeah. uh, uh, nowadays. And it's and it's other things like the cloud in general. Like we can have so many things put in the cloud. Unfortunately, not many people, or I would say yes, not many people is probably good at the good uh, estimation. That not enough people are aware of that cloud is actually more secure than uh, on-prem shit. Mm-hmm. But we have so many fantastic tools nowadays to do stuff in a secure way. And it's not only about setting um, uh, setting up uh, uh, Active Directory. It's not, about, not only about uh, uh, running uh, uh, Exchange online or 365 online, but just basically having stuff in the cloud. When you don't need firewalls, because really you don't need a fucking firewall when you are in the cloud, which is sometimes 
very hard to convince some people about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do stuff in a more secure way, and it doesn't have to be Azure, it can be GCP, it can be AWS, it can be whatever you want, and those, uh, uh, as long as it's not a, not a shady cloud provider, mm-hmm. uh, in a more secure way, because your security team will not be better than the one that Microsoft has for the cloud stuff. Mm. Period. Right? It's not going to happen. They have hundreds of people working on this on the security stuff, and your team will not be better at this. And this comes also about um, the shift-left movement. This is also very interesting because we have now we have uh, people who are more aware about secure coding and we have more tools like automation ci cd pipelines that can be fully automated also in terms of security so you can have this code checked for also stupid shit like credentials embedded in, in your code but also more complex stuff before it actually goes to production you can be checked for insecurity for 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 stuff that's not not uh, that's not secure mm. uh, in in any way you want to, you want to put it, and this is so fun and so cool because we didn't have this before, and uh, 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 I understand that there's a learning curve behind this, and there's a lot of um, um, resistance uh, from people who started in, in this in this industry. Uh, in 1987 and they've learned one thing back then and they haven't learned shit since then <laughs> because they've always been managing exchange on-prem and they, they just moved that version up, 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 yep. up, up and like, we don't want this this cloud stuff because it's insecure and what if the cloud goes down like, oh, shut the fuck up mm. that's not how it works, this is a completely different problem to have, so there's a lot of resistance from people who, who have this all knowledge, they just don't want to learn and uh, and also i i'm when it comes to security because security now is embedded also in in coding and also in the infrastructure um not many people actually want to learn this because they 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 uh they want to be hackers like the, those movie hackers that uh, go and take a certificate get a certificate and be able to, you know, become a backhunter and then buy your uh, Ferrari yeah. for, for, you know, your first, <laughs> first, first bounty and that kind of stuff. And no one wants to, you know, put in the hard work to learn stuff. And the fact of the matter is you don't need um, paid courses for that. You can have, you can learn, uh, you can implement uh, the whole... Azure infrastructure, AD infrastructure for free on the trial uh, account. There are so many courses on Azure and on AWS and on GCP for free. It just requires time and effort to do it. It's actually and on my also, list of things to kind of do. So I've, I'm coming across a lot more um, organizations that are based pretty much entirely around using Azure AD. Um, and, you know, a lot of home workers um, not necessarily even having offices at the moment. I think that's going to get more prevalent. Um, and obviously cloud kind of facilitates that, uh, where I guess it might not have been quite as easy or at least not as secure in the past. Um, so that's interesting to hear that you can do all that in a, in a kind of free trial, uh, because um, I, I need to get more familiar with this technology because that is the way it's going. Like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm coming across it on the daily. Like, for example, I don't really know how to scan Azure using a 
Azure AD networks using Nessus without still using local accounts. So it's good to know that I can get a bit of lab time in there for free, actually. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. You, you, you definitely can. And uh, I've, I found only found recently that you probably cannot do it indefinitely because you start with uh, uh, 30 day, yeah. but I think you get you can get some extensions. Mm -hmm. So at the, at the moment nice. I have uh, Azure ID, I have uh, um, Intune, I have all physics five uh, business and I have Exchange Online, which is basically everything you bloody need to, <laughs> to run a company yeah, in the cloud, right? Much. For free. All in the cloud? Oh, everything in the cloud, everything in the cloud. So, you know, and th this is how I'm learning stuff. And uh, and honestly, as I said, there are problems uh, with those uh, solutions because they are still being developed. Like the passwordless stuff that Microsoft is implementing is basically a hack. And if someone from Microsoft hears uh, me saying that, they probably want to have a word with me or not. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry, but this is a hack. This is a hack. Oh, it takes time. It takes time uh, uh, for them to catch up because they have a lot of uh, backlog, uh, backlog uh, I suppose, in the code and, you know, the stuff that you still need to have uh, uh, one at the end of Microsoft Password is like the, the thing that I would not get over. And like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Still, you have to do this. You can have pa a passphrase with spaces and you have to put one at the end because that's your password requirement. <laughs> so that's, and uh, but people, people from Microsoft privately told me like, you know, we know it's shit, but it takes time to change those things because this is a big uh, code base, right? But coming back to your question, what excites me about about security, not the zero days, because the zero days will always come and they will always go, they will get burned. This is stuff, this is like daily operation, operation stuff, I would say, mm -hmm. right? So this is your day-to-day -day stuff that you get, you know, ransomware, you whole infra is, is encrypted because you have SMBV1 and some kind of nonsense. Um, this is like operation stuff, but going forward, like what, what the security will be uh, better and how can we work toward changing this this mindset uh, of, of, of having on-prem stuff, insecure stuff to something that's seemingly more secure. And this is actually exciting. So mm -hmm. yes, uh, cloud stuff and uh, and uh, uh, Secure uh, CI/CD, uh, secure code, basic. It is a complete shift. Well, you know, I mean, that's probably not happened in, a, in in quite the same way for maybe the last 10, 15, 20 years, I guess. Like, uh, I'd imagine corporate networks have all been kind of quite similar. Just there's newer versions of everything now. Uh, but I'm looking at articles while I'm learning from 2003 that are applicable now, for example, like quite frequently, yeah. like, and which is great yeah, for yeah. me. One interesting thing that I always kind of ponder when talking about this is, do, do you think that's going to potentially cause in the long run, maybe, maybe not the first one or the next two or three years, but let's say 10, do you think that might create a bit of a skill gap um, in the market in the sense of, Say we move to a world where nothing's on-prem. IT people are doing far less kind of hands-on, working out really shitty issues um, because everything's in the cloud and it tends to, and I hate to use the term, but maybe it is closer, kind of just works or, you know, works with a bit less configuration. What do you mean like the, a reverse The difficulties behind the scenes. Well, I mean, I kind of get the feeling that might happen because, for example, see younger folks just now, they all are all them using folks, iPads. Them fucking young folks. Them young folks, it. those whippersnappers. But see if you grow up just using an iPad, 
Yeah, it's, um, it is true. It removes a lot of the kind of technical complexity. The reason why I'm pretty good with computers is because Windows Vista fucking sucked, like, and I had to deal with a lot of weird shit. And Dude, like, Windows ninety eight sucked. Lot, like, like, yeah, I mean, I I use ninety eight in the sense of putting in a floppy disk and doing an educational game, so I can't say too much about that myself. But Vista was when I kind of you know started doing some more fucky shit, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, that taught me a lot. <laughs> Trial by fire, and I'm sure people who came before me probably felt the same way. But but an iPad, you download an app, and if the app doesn't work, you re-download the app. And if that doesn't work, you buy a new device, and that's pretty much your troubleshooting, um, or, or update the OS. Do you think that's going to, yeah, be just between the two of you, do you think there's a possibility that simplifying everything will make less technical people in the industry? I guess they might not be needed, but there will be less people, I would think. It already does. I mean, there is a <clears throat> there is a lot of uh, uh, I don't want to say skill gap because that 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 uh, makes people angry uh, many times, but there is definitely I wouldn't say a problem. This is like something maybe close to what we talked about of how how Twitter is changing. It's good for bad. It's different. Mm. This is also different. And I came uh, I'm coming across this uh, every time I see uh, coding languages uh, change over time because. I'm not a software developer, so I never had a proper uh, uh, training, even not, not even a single course about how to do software, about algorithms and maths and all this crazy shit that I have no idea about. I just put stuff together and it works. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a software developer. However, I started back in, in, my, in my school and, and school days uh, with assembly language. Mm -hmm. Right, so I was learning on uh, 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 what was it? That was uh, Motorola 68K, and that was Intel. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Basically, those were very small uh, microcontrollers. We were learning this uh, on paper, and at the time we thought that this is fucking ridiculous. Like, why don't we have computers? Why don't we? Like, how can you program on a paper? Like, <laughs> this just, just doesn't make sense. It does make sense. It does make sense because then you have to learn how to check your code as you type it. So not just throw random shit at it and see if it compiles and then, you know, it works. Ho -ho, Sounds let's like how go, I do let's it. Move on. Yep, yep. Now you actually have to think about what you're doing. That's one, one thing. And the other thing is that you have to respect your resources because you have an assembly language which is quite complex and you cannot... I mean, you can have functions in some weird way, but they're not really functions. So you don't have variables. You only have, uh, like, 16 registers, which is, like, 14 of them are 8-bit are, are anyway, and you cannot do uh, larger numbers unless you use two registers, two special registers, a register pairs, and this kind of complicated shit. It makes making simple stuff, like blinking and very complex. Mm. So, but it also teaches you how to, I would say, respect resources that you have, and uh, uh, the... And, uh, patience. Uh, That's probably a virtue you learn there as well. Um. It's also patience, but also uh, um, not using as many resources as you have just because you have yeah. them. 
just uh, and now uh so for me i would say uh, i wouldn't say i'm an old school programmer because i'm not a programmer as i said but i have learned the hard way <laughs> how to do this i have learned how to uh, uh code on a piece of paper and now what i'm seeing is node.js for example like, yeah. and now you can put node.js on a bloody microcontroller it's like what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's not how it's. I mean, I I know I know. On on one hand, this is accessibility, and this is like lowering the bar, the lowering the the the, the entry bar, mm -hmm. right? Because you are allowing more people, because it's easier to do it in higher level languages. Circuit uh, uh, Python is is one of the examples when you could put Circuit Python on on microcontrollers. I'm like, holy shit, this is like for, for me, this is like uh, just crazy. Mm. So it, it has changed uh, uh, from uh, um, being having to do the assembly language uh, and using the resources that you have and being very close, very uh, tight, having very tight control about how you program stuff to using very, very, very high level languages. Yeah. So coming back to your question about the possible the possibility of, of, of people being less technical because stuff is easier right now because you can put a web page on uh, 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 you can have a web page in, in in seconds basically just putting boxes together yes it's going to make people less technical and cloud is also gonna like make people less technical about networks right because tcp ip tcp ip like who the hell cares about stuff like low level stuff when you just need to know what a IP address is and what a subnet is and you know that you have so many IPs and they can talk together if you have to set up routing between between clouds then it's getting more complicated but basically you don't need that much knowledge about TCP IP and lower layers like you don't need L2 and below in the cloud right because you don't have yeah. it at all right you don't have ethernet you don't care about physical layers uh, in the cloud so it's not needed uh, but it's not necessarily bad. Again, this is just different because maybe it will not be needed that much. Yeah. Because you will not need to be a network engineer that have went through TCP IP Bible and knows about all the layers. And you know, everyone used to remember the 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 OSI stack. Like I, maybe it's not. It won't be needed just anymore. Layers yeah, so of yes, abstraction just that come with time, I guess. Like and advancement of technology yeah, yeah yeah because yes because uh, at some point it will happen that this knowledge yes people will stop people will start forgetting about the basics like especially tcp ip tcp ip being all the protocols around it like uh, uh, routing protocols and and dns and and everything else you still need to know dns unfortunately because it's still shit <laughs> but Always DNS. <laughs> it's, it's always DNS. I mean, nowadays it's also uh, a case. It's either DNS or a certificate. But, but uh, um, maybe it will be needed. So yes, we are moving. We are changing in that we have, as you said, higher levels of abstraction. We don't need to be as close to hardware to program stuff. We don't need to be as close to the network, to the physical layer <coughs> to make networks work, especially in the cloud environment. Uh, and this knowledge will slowly go away. However, maybe that's that's how it's supposed to be. People who need to, people who will be setting up uh, 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 data centers and organizing on-prem stuff that will run other people clouds. 
they will need to know this stuff. But by that, by this, uh, uh, by this time happens. When this happens, uh, uh, we'll probably be using next level of of, of yeah. uh, uh, protocol that we will place TCP/IP eventually, uh, which means that TCP/IP knowledge will be just for nerds, uh, for people <laughs> in offensive, for people in offensive uh, uh, roles that have to attack, uh, that are ta tasked to attack companies that are still stuck in, you know, uh, 20th century, 20th century. But for new implementations, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm against learning stuff just to, for, for, to, to prove that, you know, you are nerd and you, you need to know TCP, you need to know all the ports, uh, all the port numbers uh, in TCP IP. Like, why do, why, why, why you just do uh, cut ETC uh, services and you have all the numbers there? Like, you don't need to know I'm them. I'm currently going you through just this just now because I'll be doing CRT in the next uh, probable year. So, yeah, I'm currently uh -huh. on the flashcards with every port number that exists just to make sure I don't miss out on a couple of easy memory yeah, game yeah, answers. I mean, like. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you need to know that, you know, 80 and, and four, 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 the usuals, four, the four, three and 21, 22, 23. Okay, fair enough. All right, and maybe you need to know a few of the uh, the common ones that are used for, for, for C2s. Uh, but that's basically it. Like, you don't need to know this stuff nowadays because it's sorted for you and if you don't know it you can always search for it online right so again coming back to your question yes it will change yes because the stuff is easier people will have different um, skill levels but they will be skilled in different things which will offset the lack of knowledge of, of, of tcp and uh, tcp ip and UDP and BGP protocols and uh, DNS and like for example, no one needs to know nowadays. Almost no one needs to know nowadays about NFS. Like who cares about NFS? Yeah. It's been abstracted well, far enough that it's maybe not as important as it once was, and that's the, just the relentless march of time and improvements to technology. See, I think it's going to be see, an interesting yeah. ten years. You say that, however, that's that's assuming that everyone moves with the times. If you work in offensive security or even defensive security or building at this point in time, and probably this point in time for a long period of time, you'll still see you'll still see old technology. It goes back to the 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 point you're making earlier on, middle about those that are not moving with the times. They're like, oh, well, everything's not. What if the cloud goes down? You'll have still have those individuals, um, a bit morbid here until they die, really. And when those people die yes. and the new generation no. move on, then th that will be it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, but but, but I, I was I was thinking about not next year or maybe not next five years, but pe for example, people uh, people who are now uh, five years old, right, and they are growing up in a completely different environment than we yeah. have. They will not have to learn about TCP/IP. I reckon in fifteen years, it will not be as important, and probably all those companies that I that are currently uh, still on old school networks and. Uh, um, they will have to move on one way, or one way or the other, right? So it will be just a shift from different skills. They will be skills. They will be skilled in stuff that we have no idea about, and we 
honestly will not be able to catch up because we will be 15 years older and we'll, we'll, we'll be, be the old looking... people thinking about like fucking clouds or that shit <laughs> yeah yeah who needs that will be those old people yeah yeah your kids need to learn need to learn the basics oh, like damn, we might have. <laughs> I had to I had to learn you know uh, all the colors in in, in in UTP tables and this that and, and yeah, 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 that's yeah, so yeah. true though like I mean that happens with every generation of workers I suppose like you say um, precisely yeah, and, that and precisely yeah, that it will be just different it will just be different those 15 20 years uh, so the, those kids right now who are growing up uh, in a completely different environment uh, very digital very app related like you know there isn't a software there isn't a program there isn't even some a thing like a computer program it's just an app right mm. just like it has changed you don't download <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You just press something and then install. And we think installing about, you know, putting files in different places and on Windows that's putting stuff maybe in the, the registry. And But for, for, for younger people, for new people, this is just like a magic concept. It just installs. It just happens. It's like the, the save icon that we see a floppy disk. They just see a save icon that means nothing to them, right? For sure. Absolutely. Well, that's quite a good... Like, we, we're coming up for an hour and a half, and that's quite a good segue into kind of the last couple of questions here. Like, t- Taking what we've just talked about, what are your plans for the future, Meadow? Uh, uh, heading goat? Or sheep? Her- heading sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, honestly, uh, I don't... Uh, I don't... I don't think about it that that, that way because uh, uh, I mean I probably should because this is uh, 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 this is like a, a a question that pops up in everyone's uh, uh, reviews that uh, what what would you know like to do next year and blah blah blah. I Honestly, I don't. Um, I would like to do what I'm doing right now because I'm happy with what I'm doing, and uh, I don't envision myself changing the industry for example for something else even if because i had this question asked by someone uh from the car uh from the car um, environment like if you get paid the same amount of money as you do right now and you could do cars would you do cars and my first reaction was obviously of fuck yes like oh god and then i remember that Okay, but cars, it's not only cars, it's also dealing with customers. It's also uh, um, a completely different level of, 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 of problems that I don't have right now because right now I'm doing a car for myself, yeah. but when you're doing cars for customers, it's a completely different shit. And it's, again, the case of grass is always greener. So if I was doing something different, I would have different problems, and money is not always the most important thing. Yeah, so I'm happy. At, I'm happy with all what I'm doing. I'm happy the the security stuff that I'm doing. Obviously, I would like. I think like everyone, I would like to progress with my work and progress with my career further. More stuff to be to be done uh, to to make this this security stuff that I'm doing better and better. But I think this is this is just just uh, just my plan. I I'm not planning to go anywhere in 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 that respect. That's a good position to be in. Not everyone's quite as fortunate when you know they, they've kind of they got oh, something yes. they enjoy. Oh so yes, absolutely. I, I I I I feel privileged, right? And I I I I feel privileged to be where I am right now and to do what I'm doing. 
that's the, I want to say it loud and clear. Mm-hmm. And it's not about you know uh, uh, praising my 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 mothership because this is not about that. This is about what I'm doing. I'm I'm hundred percent okay with what I'm doing. I, I'm doing what I like basically, and that's 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 all there what is. What more can we ask for? Like, let's be mm, honest. Precisely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I love hearing that, and we hear it all the time. Like everybody that comes on this podcast, exact same. Like they love what they're doing. They they struggle mm. to answer that question because they just can't imagine necessarily doing something else. And what a position to be yeah. in. So that's awesome. Um. Have you learned anything particularly interesting kind of over lockdown or 2020 to 2021, um, just in uh, general? Um. I've learned that, I, I touched about this earlier, I've learned that I hate working from mm-hmm. home. I can't do this. It's just not for me. I'm sure me. there's a lot and of people listening to this just now that are like, yes, <laughs> preach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not about, because I know that this is, uh, this is sometimes, this is sometimes being taken the wrong way is that we people who want to work from the office are trying to force our will on people who don't work from the office right this is like you know you can either have this or that no absolutely not everyone should be able to do to work uh, in the way they want to especially that working from home is more inclusive for many people for many reasons it's not only about disability like you know someone has a problem because like in London, you will have to wait for a special bus to wait for a special empty bus uh, to go to to your office, and not every tube station is is uh, uh, capable of taking you because they only have stairs, they don't have elevators, right? They can work from home, and it's easier for them. They actually can do this stuff. They are not forced to go to work when they don't have yeah. to. So it's not about forcing everyone back to the office. The, the sort of the so-called hybrid uh, hybrid thing, which is like where you can work from the office or not, is the perfect solution. Mm. So I have learned I hate working from home and I can't work from home. And I'm happy to be able to go to the office at the moment. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I've learned I've learned a lot of three um, uh, D design. Uh, uh, you know, that was something completely unexpected and. Mm. Uh, uh, I think that's 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 what I learned. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly a lot to take in. And you're, we've obviously talked a little bit about the work from home stuff already. And the funny thing is, I, when you've said that there, the, the flip side to that is, um, I can maybe be a little bit over zealous in my argument sometimes for advocating for working from home. Uh, and the thing is, I'm, I I need to keep this in mind, and I'm doing it to myself publicly here <laughs> to make sure that I remember it. Is um, you know, I don't have kids, you know, uh, I don't have any kind of pressures at all in the house, you know, uh, I don't have any mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. relationships um, within mm-hmm. the home environment. Um, so it, it works very, very well for me and very much when I have these conversations with people, it's very much a, I don't see why not, why wouldn't everyone want to work from home? And the truth is where people, some people work well in the house, some people work well in the office, some people work well at the mm-hmm. pub, some people work well it, we're, we're also dynamic and different so like you say hybrid but maybe not hybrid so much as two days a week in the office and three days out the office but hybrid in the sense of how best do you work and how can we integrate that into yeah, what I, we do? I, I mean, it's just about being flexible it's not just about not forcing people to come to the office just because we have an office and we have to have you know, you have to be chained to your desk because especially the worst cases when the 
the, 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 the subliminal message is that your manager needs to control mm. you, right? Because they cannot control you when you are working from home. You know, maybe you're fucking off for the half of the day and they wouldn't know, but while you're in the office, you can actually work, which is obviously bullshit because each of us know that we can, we are perfectly capable of pretending that we are working when we are in the office, yep. right? It's, there's no way uh, a manager can make sure, unless you are, you have to do, I don't know, something, something uh, clearly countable, like, you know, put so many papers from one, one stack to the other. There are always ways to, to, to fake work, right? And the office or not office, it doesn't change. It's about the culture. It's about how you work, what you do for work, and whether your work, whether, whether where you are working is actually a, a, a pleasant environment and, and uh, the right environment the for right you. The right environment for you, Otherwise, exactly. it yeah. doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where your employee is. They will be able to fake work, right? So that, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah, no, but very fair points all around there. Um, just one of the kind of last questions that we we'll, I guess kind of ask is because I suppose time is marching on but I'd really like to ask this one um, if you can answer it what's been the greatest achievement of your career so far personally mm, that's uh, <laughs> uh, it's a difficult I one because it means it. talking about yourself and I think everybody has a bit of difficulty with I that I know I do so I, don't, I I honestly I, uh, I I I didn't think about this question, uh, but I would say this is just a general um, the things that I have learned over the past twenty twenty maybe not twenty maybe like fifteen years or so, and they just brought me here. I think the, the, the that that may sound very generic and very you know like not nothing very specific, uh, but uh, the whole set of circumstances that brought me here that I am I'm working in the industry that I like to work with. I have a very stellar team that I work with, uh, uh, um, and I can do what I like at work, uh, not. That I, not in the sense that I like to do nothing. My job is my hobby in mm. a way. So I, no, I, I, I have nothing to complain about. And I think this is the greatest achievement that anyone can have, is that, is that you have to struggle to find something to complain about. That's a great achievement, and it's a great answer as well because it doesn't have to be that time where you, you know, you got your OSCP. I mean, it might be, and that's fine yeah. if that's for you. But for some people, as yeah, it is a great achievement to be able to wake up and say, "I don't mind going to work today," like, and and you've made yeah. that happen. Like, you know, it doesn't come out of nowhere. We've talked about this at the beginning yeah. of the cast. Yeah. We've talked about this on pretty much every episode that we've had. You know, uh, yeah, so yeah, you've put in the work yeah, and you got the rewards. I'm really, uh, uh, I'm really, as I said a moment ago, privileged about mm. this this thing that I, uh, you know, as we see on Twitter, people on Monday morning, whatever the morning is for them, they are posting all those uh, pictures, uh, gifts, uh, whatever about you know, oh Monday, fuck me, Monday, mm. oh my God, Monday, and you know. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> it's it's almost it's almost Friday. Oh God, yes, I can leave work and I'm privileged. And this is I think this is my greatest achievement. And all I 
did in my previous uh, years led me to the moment that I am happy to leave work at Friday evening. I am happy to go close my laptop and not work and go to the pub and go to the pub on Saturday. But I'm not complaining about Monday morning uh, appearing at work, mm. right? This is, 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 is a very privileged place to be. But I would say this is this is one of my achievements that I can actually right now do this and be happy about it. Obviously, this can change, right? We, it's, it's not something that, that, that stays forever. It doesn't have to stay forever. It doesn't have to change, but it doesn't have to stay forever. So, you know, things can change for anyone at any given time. So mm. it's not something that... I, I know that it's not something that will last forever, but at the moment... I I, I I would struggle to find something to complain about. That's amazing. Like, honestly, that, uh, that's a fantastic answer to that. And I can completely echo that myself. I'm still very much in the early throes of almost uh, of my career and the enjoyment and everything. I'm sure I've got a, a million different struggles and challenges ahead of me. But like, I certainly don't get up, like you say, on Monday morning uh, and hate, like, hate the idea of going to my job. And I've had times where that has made made me not go to my job that's how much i hated it like you know every call center job like that monday was the worst like but um no, i can't imagine yes yeah. and there's plenty of people there but i guess my message to them would be find, yes find it might else. suck just now but like go for yeah exactly you know go find something else like and it's not just going to fall in your lap like it will require you to put some work in it, and that might be a massive challenge for you like so this isn't saying like go out tomorrow and have your new career because it's not going to work like that but it does Mm -hmm, just take mm -hmm. it takes a first step it takes maybe even when you're very very young developing a lamp you know uh, a roller an automatic roller shade puller like you've described earlier uh you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. like that it all starts with a single activity something that sparks your creativity so if you feel you're in the lurch and you've not done anything like that in a while read an article and start from there like, but great answers yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. around there um, uh, there is one on last one. question uh, it came up on Twitter and we haven't asked questions for Twitter in a while but, <laughs> we haven't uh, oh shit I'm in trouble <laughs> I'm in trouble <laughs> I'm trying to find it hold on uh, Net- Netisec Focus asked the question you were like oh no uh, would you rather do a Freaky Friday vice versa with Brian Blessed or CJ from Eggheads I honestly, I was, I saw this question. I honestly have no fucking clue. <laughs> that will do for an answer, if I'm honest. Like, it's just net sec focus. I honestly have no fucking clue how to answer this. And I think that that's the best I could come up with. I was hoping you were not going to ask this question, but I wasn't disappointed because I knew that. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> So yes, uh, my, my, my answer, my educated answer, professional answer as a computer expert and, uh, and all that, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, and I guess um, the last question we'll tend to ask, is, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Any groups, people, anything you're doing yourself or promoting uh, that you kind of want people to know about within the industry? Um, yeah, anything at all? Uh, I mean, uh, I I would like to plug my 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 personal project, my car, and you know show you to my 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 blog about it. But I don't have a blog that <laughs> I mean I have a blog, but there's nothing on it uh, that refers to the car. So I'm not gonna plug this. This would be on Twitter. However, in terms of people, 
uh, there's one person I would like to plug and and you know um, m make people follow them, Dan Card. Sure. And I would like to definitely point people to, 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 to his Twitter and the stuff that he's doing with his labs. This is fucking amazing. And I'm seeing that he's doing this even though he gets like, you know, one like, two likes on a thread that takes 17 tweets and he ex he's explaining stuff. He's going ways and ways trying to explain stuff from the, from the blue and red perspective. Mm. And, uh, and because Twitter works the way it works, I know what my, my, my threads, I know they are sometimes quite esoteric that I, I make a thread of 32 tweets and I'm uh, explaining something about electronics or cars or, and I get like, you know, one like. Uh, that's, that's how Twitter works. And I see that with Dan's Twitter, it's, it's, it's kind of the same every now and then that he's putting a lot of work uh, into, into explaining all this stuff and uh, seemingly like no one gives a mm. shit, which is a shame because he's doing an amazing job in that. He right? really, so, really is. He's good yes. to follow. Like, um, if nothing else, like, is he just watching his grind? Like, you know, is getting uh -huh. up, getting this stuff done, putting out like massive yes. content, like yes. um, loads of great yes. stuff. Like, I love it. Like, I love seeing that happen. Um, and like you say, maybe he doesn't quite get as much engagement as, uh, as he rightfully deserves. But we had him on the cast mm -hmm. before. And it was great talking to him. Um, and yeah, I completely echo that as well. Get him followed. Uh, what's his Twitter handle? Is it UK underscore Daniel underscore card? That's the one. That's the one. Get him followed. Absolutely. 100%. Nice. nice. On, on that note, uh, thank you for... Well, actually, I suppose does anyone get anything else to say before I close the podcast down? No, no. On you go. I'm all good. Gucci. Uh, not sponsored by Gucci, but hey. Uh, the, the drugs are starting to kick in. It's great. Uh, thanks for listening to Ouijacast. It's been fucking class. Thank you, Meadow, for joining us and giving Thank us a, an insight into some phenomenal Thank stuff. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, letting me rant about shit because I I could go on forever, but I should probably shut up right now. <laughs> no, no, it's not been a rant at all. Uh, it's honestly been fantastic. <laughs> like, there's been a lot to take from this, like there always is. Um, from Thank you very much. So, thank you, and goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.